guys, welcome back to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. I'm really excited that you're here. Today we are going to get into some good stuff. So if you are coming out of a divorce, a breakup, in a bad relationship yourself, or quite frankly, like we don't even need to be going through a divorce or a breakup or anything like catastrophic in our life. How about we just learn how to actually be nice to ourselves? Let's start with like the basics of like what it means to be like a healthy human being. So today I wanna talk about learning how to value yourself Um, The reason why this is so important is because when you value yourself, you are going to hold not only yourself, which is a huge thing, but others to very higher standards in your life. That means here's where like the standards start to increase. So if you know like, okay, I've been living my life and I haven't exactly been attracting like the best people. I've been letting people stay in my life like way longer. I've been tolerating behavior that I absolutely should not be tolerating. This podcast is for you. Now, before we do get into this week's podcast, if you guys are interested in working with me, I always link down below links to private coaching or if you would like to book an individual session with me. Private coaching is basically a month of coaching with me. You have email access, homework assignments, weekly phone sessions with me, as well as access to my nine-week online course. If you are interested in just the online courses, I will link that down below. I have my nine weeks to emotional healing. Huge course, absolutely huge. It's all about your emotional wounds. It's about abandonment, trust issues. I'm not enough, low self-esteem, all of that type of stuff. We talk about basically where those wounds came from. Then we talk about our emotional triggers, which are where you get triggered based on this wound. So how does the fear of abandonment show up in your life for you? So if you are interested, I will link all of that down below. So learning how to value yourself or like valuing yourself in general, what does it actually mean? What it means is, you have a high level of self-worth. You deem yourself worthy of a multitude of things, whether that's a certain type of lifestyle, career, money, relationship, your standards, your boundaries are intact. So how do you know you actually don't have a lot of either self-worth or you haven't learned how to really value yourself. One of the biggest things is through self-acceptance. You haven't worked on being able to accept yourself fully, everything, everything, your past, your flaws, the things that you don't really always love about yourself. If you haven't learned how to just love yourself at the very basics, the, the core essence of what does it really mean to love myself? Like think about that question. What does it mean? What does it mean to really love yourself? Well, it actually means that you have to recognize that you came into this world as a pure soul, a pure being, and that you are no different than anyone else. So when people really dive into self-development, there's a couple of different areas that they really start to see come together. And what I mean by that is it's not just psychology, it's also spirituality. It's also um, if if you believe in a certain type of religion, you it, it's a combination of all things because you have to understand that you are love. You Your soul, who you are, is actually the essence of your soul, right? So that part of you, we all have, that part of us is unconditional love. That part of us is, there's no ego, there's no wound, there's no what is she going to think about about me or why isn't this happened yet there's none of that there's none of that stuff all of that stuff is coming from either ego or your wounded inner child who you are in your real authentic self is 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 love and so when we really understand that when we understand that I'm no different than anyone else no matter what anyone else has no matter what anyone else looks like that I am 
literally the same as everyone else. So when you really understand that, you put yourself on an even playing field as everyone else in the world. No one is better than you, no one is below you, no one is above you, we're all equal. Self-worth really has to do with that feeling that you're a good person, that feeling of like you deserve great things in your life. And you can't truly feel that unless you practice cultivating that. Because yes, in essence, we were all born with that, we, no child is thinking about, you know, what are other people thinking of me? They are the pure souls. They know exactly who they are, what they need in every single moment. They're very in tune with themselves. They will play with anyone, no matter what they look like, no matter what their parents have that they don't have. Like kids, especially babies, like aren't thinking about those kind of things. So we come into this world very pure. And because through child development, the, the parents or the adults haven't learned, we as a society, we as a world, haven't learned how to really foster those great relationships and keep that connection with that child going to create a healthy human being, to create a, an adult that deems herself or himself worthy, to understand that I'm a good person, that I deserve great things, that I deserve respect, that I deserve to make good money, because we don't raise our children most of the time, not everyone, with the, that type of belief system in themselves, we create problems actually. And the reason being is because the adults that are raising children are dysfunctional as well. They have absolutely no idea what's going on. They're completely asleep. And it's just continuous dysfunction generation after generation. So when you go through, sometimes in life we go through these experiences that are really painful because that's your opportunity to wake up to who you're who you not who you were supposed to be but just who you are in general when you go through enough pain you have no choice but to dig deep and to find something bigger than yourself bigger than this problem bigger than this circumstance for you to lean on for you to begin to see that I'm worthy oh my god I'm worthy Oh my God, I didn't deserve that. Oh my God, I'm a good person. For you to be able to start to foster that kind of relationship with your inner self and get back to that simplistic mindset that you had as a child, which is, I'm a good kid. I'm a good person. Like I love everyone and I'm not going to give up. I'm learning how to walk and I'm falling and I'm crying, but I'm going to keep getting up. No child or baby that learns to walk after falling a couple of times says, okay, I guess I'm not going to try anymore and I'm just never going to walk. Like that doesn't happen. <laughs> the child knows like I need to keep doing this. And so it has the ability to stand up, wipe the tears off and keep going. And as adults, we don't sometimes have, some adults don't have the beautiful and healthy qualities and traits that a one-year-old has because we've gone through such dysfunction and damage throughout the course of our life that has kind of hindered our ability to have that really great relationship with ourselves. So yes, of course, a one-year-old hearing mom and dad or grandpa or grandma or whoever saying, 
hey, it's okay, you know, you can do it, let's get up again, and you got this, you got this. I remember saying that to my son all the time when he was learning how to walk, and he would fall and get upset and get frustrated, totally normal, totally valid, you know what I mean? Frustrating thing to want to do something and you keep falling and it's not happening. But to hear mom tell him, everything's gonna be okay, I'm right here, you can do this, it's something that he needed to hear, but I think even regardless of me saying it, he would have gotten up and kept trying. Maybe not in that moment, but he would have done it the next day, three hours later, because he knew he wanted to and he knew he could. He just had to keep doing it, and he didn't have that voice inside that was telling him to stop. So now when you don't have a good sense of self, when you haven't accepted yourself or when you don't value yourself, it essentially just means you have what? Low self-esteem or you have low self-worth. So when we have low self-worth, it really comes from, again, those interactions with mom and dad or grandpa or society where we were witnessing and hearing everyone else's dysfunction and that disease then seeped into our brain unknowingly. We had no idea what was going on and quite frankly, the adults had no idea what they were doing. So because we have all of those past experiences throughout the course of our childhood and most of our adult life as well, if you're an adult who's completely unaware, then you're going to have a belief system that says, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, life is hard, no one gets this, because it's what's been downloaded time and time again. And it was downloaded into you unknowingly, you were unaware that this is what was going on, and it became part of your belief system. And as an adult, you just kept reinforcing that belief system, again, a lot of the times, unknowingly. Most people, don't really see how dysfunctional their inner tape is. They know it's probably not like the best, but they don't see what they're doing. I talk to the people, I talk to clients, I hear you guys, and in conversations where it's just it's just what you've always done and, and you're unaware of it. And so it takes a lot of time and patience and practice of being consistent with being very curious as to what am I thinking right now? And I always tell people, the easiest way to start practicing this is not to start walking on eggshells, but it's to, you know, when you learn about mindfulness, one of the biggest things that you learn about is being very in tune with your body and what is your body telling you? And I remember learning this years ago and I didn't really fully understand the concept. And I was like, okay, well, my body feels off. I'm feeling anxious or whatever. And I think that was probably the only function of the body or reaction of the body that I could really pinpoint was anxiety. And it was because I would get a bellyache. I would start to get a tummy ache or, you know, I would start to like feel really hot. And so those sensations I could kind of understand, but I didn't really understand anything else that my body was trying to tell me. And the reason why is because again, I wasn't trained, I wasn't programmed to be very inquisitive as to what was I feeling that felt off right now. So when I tell people, you know, start practicing being aware of your self-talk, one of the biggest things is, again, think about a child. For the most part, a child's not living in fear, living in stress, they don't have worry, they don't have anxiety, they're not overthinking something, they're not obsessing about something from the past, they're just 100% in the moment. And so they feel joy, way more than any adult probably feels on a daily basis. And that's because number one, they're in a practice of being in the moment, but also number two, they haven't begun 
um, kind of reinforcing those types of bad habits. So as an adult, what you can do is you want to be very aware as to what your body feels. So when you go about the day, the minute you can spot, I don't feel, I feel off because you should feel content. You don't need to feel happy, happy in every single moment, but you should feel pretty content day to day. So for most babies, they feel content. And when of course they feel uncomfortable, whether it's like they're hungry or they're tired or they're sleepy or whatever, they're going to feel something, their body's going to react. And so it's the same thing for us as adults. When we don't feel good, whether we're hungry, whether we're tired, whether we're uncomfortable, whether we're stressed, whether we're scared right now or whatever, we have to be aware as to What's going on? What's going on that's making me feel like this? Because you were put on this earth to feel, you were putting to the, put into this body to feel good, to feel joy. Now, it's part of the human experience to feel a multitude of things, but one of the things is to practice being aware as to what you're feeling. And most people don't. They get angry and they let that anger take over them. They are stressed and they don't handle their stress. They're having anxiety and they don't know how to handle anxiety and so it goes knee deep into a panic attack. They feel depressed and they don't know what to do about it and they can't get out of it and it gets even worse. So it's all about, it's not about not experiencing anxiety, fear, stress, worry, overthinking, all of those things. You're a human being. Um, you have an ego, you have a wounded part of yourself, so you're always going to experience those things. And you're human in general, so are you going to feel scared at times? Yes, absolutely, it's part of the human experience. But what we're not taught is to be aware as to when we're feeling it and then what to do about it. So it's the awareness that we have to begin practicing that's going to allow us to be able to handle really that inner dialogue that's reinforcing, I'm not good, I'm not worthy, I don't value myself. In order to really value yourself, you have to just straight up, no BS here, you have to wholeheartedly like yourself. You have to be able to look at yourself and say, I'm a good person, I know I'm a good person. I may not be perfect and I don't need to be. That's not part of why I'm here is to like just be a perfectionist and do everything right and say everything right. But you have to believe in yourself and you have to just straight up like yourself. You have to be the person that says you are deserving of this. Like you deserve this. And I think when I talk about self-parenting, the reason why this analogy I think works so often is because people you can see your children very differently than how you can see them. Hell, you can see your best friend very differently than how she can see herself in that moment because you're on the outside and you love this person and you see them. And so you want them to believe that they're good enough. And so you're going to do things and say things to help them out of that rabbit hole or, or talk them off the ledge. And so all you're trying to do, mental health, is just about you being your own best friend. You learning, just like if you were with your kids, just like if you were sitting next to your best friend, if you were sitting next to one of them and you saw them sitting next to you with tears in their eyes, you wouldn't ignore that. If you saw that they were blatantly scared, that they were really fearful, that they were having anxiety, you would be able to sense that because you can sense the energy of the person is changing. And so when you sense it, what are you going to do? Are you going to have a conversation with them to say, hey, what's going on? I can see that like you're getting kind of scared right now or you're getting sad or you're getting worried or whatever that looks like, whatever the feeling or emotion is that's coming out. 
but you would be inquisitive because you would want to know what's going on because I love you and I care about you and I don't want to see you like this. So tell me what's up. And so really that's what, that's what this practice is, is you are just learning how to say, whoa, okay, Steph, I see that you're scared. I see that you're worried. What's up? And being able to start breaking down some of the stories. Now, just like with your best friend or your son, when you, when they start talking and sometimes we don't know how to do this because we don't understand what does it actually mean to be healthy. One of the first things is if you're going to learn how to like yourself, you have to be able to validate yourself. You have to be able to say, hey, it's totally fine that you feel this way. You have to be able to reinforce that you're a good person. And if you don't have a tape that says, I'm a good person, even if it's like, you know, 60% of the time or 40% of the time you like yourself, everyone has at least 5% that they like themselves. I mean, geez, that's like the lowest of the low. But I think for the most part, people are in that 20 to 30 mark if you're very low. But I think on average, people are 50-50. It's like they know they're a good person, but they just have all that baggage. They just have all that programming from their past that kind of just really takes over. And so... That's why affirmations are so, so important is because you're trying to get rid of all the dysfunction and reinforce only the good stuff. And so that's why affirmations, that's why feeding your mind is so, so important. It's the only thing that's going to help you to truly learn how to value yourself is by you actually liking who you are and knowing that you're worthy of having whatever it is that you want for your life. If you don't have a a daily practice of learning how to be good to you, you will have a lot of serious issues. You will have depression, you will have anxiety, you will have different types of anxiety, social anxiety, you will fear intimacy, you will essentially let all of those wounds and all of that inner dialogue that someone else put there, I think that was the most powerful thing or one of the most powerful things for me when I was when I realized, wow, my inner dialogue wasn't something that I put in there. It was something that a multitude of people and experiences put in there that I was programmed to think certain things and look at life in a certain way. And and it takes time, a lot of time, a lot of consistency, a lot of practice to be able to get rid of that tape because you're trying to undo years and years of dysfunction that yes, you, you didn't choose to put in there, but it was in there and now you're reinforcing it. And a huge part of self-development is being able to say, I'm a grown, I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown man. Like I got to take responsibility for that. It's not my responsibility that it got put into me. It's not my responsibility that I went through this horrible experience and this person did this or you know, mom and dad always said that or whatever that looks like, but it is my responsibility now to figure out how I'm going to deal with that. How am I going to heal that? How am I going to overcome it? I can't just keep sitting in the dysfunction of what I saw or what I went through or my upbringing or whatever. I can't continuously go through that time and time again. And unfortunately, most people do. Most people just repeat patterns over and over again. That's why People that come from a lot of dysfunction or poverty, chances are they're going to stay stuck in those cycles. It's going to take one person in the whole litter of a family 
to really break out of that dysfunction to see something differently. So can you break out of what it is that you came from and and situations that you saw and things that you heard? Absolutely. But the chances of you breaking out are very hard because you're in environments where this stuff is constantly being reinforced in you. I always tell people when you really value yourself, you're going to start setting goals for yourself. I mean, we should all be setting goals for ourselves. And I think for the most part, people do. I think that they just dumb down the goal a little bit or they make it very easy to achieve or they make it so far away. They make it not difficult, not hard, but they make it into something really big rather than focusing on like the small little steps at hand. So when someone says, okay, I want to make a million dollars in their their mind, as soon as they say that goal, the first thing that comes to their mind is that's impossible. That's going to be really hard. That's going to take a multitude of years. So if you really think that, then it's going to. So it's really about mindset. But I think goal setting is a huge thing because when you achieve a goal, no matter how big or small, it is going to build confidence in yourself. And the confidence that you build is going to reinforce, oh my God, I'm worthy. But you have to really first start with what do you want? What type of life do you want to live? What type of relationship do you want to have? No holds bar. And I remember speaking to a woman recently and she honestly had no idea what she wanted because she's been around such dysfunction her whole life that she couldn't even see what she was supposed to be looking for, you know, just like the basics of human decency, really, or human connection. And so I said, you know, even though you have never experienced this relationship that you want to experience and you don't know what it looks like yet, you have the best thing in the world, which is you have experiences with people that were very dysfunctional. And in those experiences, you felt something, You either felt disconnected to them, you felt like they didn't understand you, you felt like they weren't patient enough with you, you felt like they didn't love you, they didn't show emotion, they didn't, you know, respect you, they didn't listen to you, they didn't value you. So all the things that all of these people were never able to give you, those are all the things of basically a healthy relationship. Those were the things that you were supposed to get that you didn't get. So if you really take a step back, think about what is it that you want for your life? When you start with that and you start working on your self image, you know, how do you view yourself? Do you really like yourself? And working on being able to really love yourself in that way. And I think if you have a poor self image of yourself, like, you know, I'm too thin, I'm too big, I'm too short, I'm too tall, I'm not good enough, I'm too old, I can't do this, or whatever Whatever your tape says, then the only way to get rid of that is to be aware as to when you're diving into those stories that aren't serving you and pushing them aside and saying something else. So whenever the thought comes in of, wow, you look like crap today, you know, when you look in the mirror, you have to immediately go, be aware, be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I said that. You got to apologize to yourself because it would really be like you saying it to your best friend, you looking at her when she's in the mirror and going, God, you look like crap. You would never say that, number one. And number two, even if you did, you would be mortified because you know how badly that would actually hurt her. So the minute you can spot that negative criticism or or you need to be perfect or you're not good enough or whatever it is, you need to stop yourself in your tracks, apologize and say something nice. You're, you're learning what you learned when you were a child. 
a little child that if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Um, and you never and you never really mean what you say. You're just coming from, again, that ego or that wounded part of yourself that spews out this negativity, um, either to others or to yourself. So when we talk about like dating and relationships and we talk about really valuing yourself, one of the biggest things that you're going to have to learn is to know, like I said, what do you want in a relationship? You're gonna work on your self-image. And you're going to start learning how to evaluate people. And what I mean by that is when you're in a relationship, your job is to sit back and to and just to watch. So you can examine who a person is, their character, and why they're doing what they're doing. This causes you to, number one, not be reactive. But number two, it allows you to make good decisions based on, again, what it is that you want. So if you know what you want, and you can start to bring in a little bit of logic into this equation versus just letting the emotions take over and then you're knee deep in a relationship and then five years in and two kids later, you realize, oh my God, we don't have anything in common and I don't like who you are as a human being, but I was attracted to you at one point. That's not enough. Being attracted to someone and someone buying you flowers and the romance of, of dating and all of that stuff, that means nothing. That's not going to sustain a relationship at all. It's going to be who are you at your core and who am I? It's going to be how do we communicate with each other? It's going to be when you expose your wounds and I expose mine, do we recognize that? Do Can we put the armor down in order to come to the table and try to resolve these problems? Or do we just blow up, have a fight, or just give up, quite frankly, which a lot of people do in this day and age because they don't want to take responsibility for their part in the relationship. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this week's podcast and I'll see you next week.